Hey, welcome to the Passing Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, me and Mike sit down and chat about the latest Super Smash Bros. Direct, the final one, BlizzCon, Mike's in a minute, a few other things, but before we get into this week's episode, a few housekeeping things. This week's episode is sponsored by Goodnight Fatty, the North Shore's premier late-night cookie pop-up, as well as Beer Brand, a premium men's grooming company with products for your beard, hair, and body, but more on both of those lovely sponsors later. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController, and you can find our Discord on our pinned tweet on Twitter if you want to join our Discord, hang out with our community, and talk to us and the lovely folks that are in our community. And we also just launched our Patreon, which you can go and help support the show at patreon.com slash PassTheController. And without further ado, here's episode 113 of the Past the Control podcast. <laughs> Yo, boy. Got him good. Mike, I meant to bring this up on the last episode, and then I forgot. Good. And I've been holding on to this now for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's been hard for me to hold this, withhold this information from you specifically. Okay. Are you ready for this? I guess. I did something that was not easy. Mm-hmm. I did something that I have meant to do for a long time now. It's just been, again, not an easy thing to, to just decide to do. You got a tattoo? No. Uh, I'm still a bitch, Mike. Nothing's changed in that regard. But... Do you have any guesses as to what I'm about to reveal to you right now? I'm more concerned if I actually care or not. So no, I don't have any guesses. Okay. Well, I went through my shirts. Mm-hmm. And I got rid of some. Oh, wow. It was hard to do, Mike. I went through, like, I basically donated two trash bags worth of shirts. And I still have to get rid of more. And I couldn't do it. So you know what I did? I went into Target and bought a fucking storage bin, folded them nicely, put it in the bin, and put it in my basement because I didn't know what to do. It's too many shirts. Too many shirts. And I just keep buying more. I know. But so do you. I'm trying to pump my brakes. Like, the whole Uniqlo thing, since it's over now, I think I'm done but uh who knows does it look like i'm talking to a giant robot penis <laughs> I, I no but uh you should scooch up a little bit again again there a little bit mm. I'm, I'm watching i'm watching your audio levels dipping low you know dip it bring it up slow anyways isn't it wasn't an easy thing to do i feel like this is a thing we've talked about probably off the air i mean obviously the deep cut listeners would know that like shirts are a big deal to us the way mm. we treat our our shirt collection, our shirt catalog, when we go to conventions, our shirt choices. Uh-huh. So it wasn't an easy thing to do. Right. Um, but it had to get done. It just had to. It got to the point where I was like, I have to, I just got to get rid of some stuff here. And part of the burden is like, oh, you know what? I got less, I got less here that I got to deal with now. But also part of it's like, there's some memories. Some of those shirts had some memories. All right. Let's spend the next 45 minutes just going over the many shirts you got rid of. 
more Johnny Cupcake shirts than I care to admit. I figured they'd be the first to get cut. So they weren't actually. So basically, the process was this. It was, I'm going to take out, because this is how bad, I I guess you can argue bad or, or whatever, but this is, I have, my dresser has five drawers, I believe, maybe six. Every single one of them was t-shirts only. Mm-hmm. No items. Final destination, t-shirts only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had another small thing where I have, like, my socks and underwear or whatever, and I have another thing that I have a few other things. And then, like, I don't have a lot of jeans and sweatpants. I kind of keep that tight. Because I, I like, when it comes to, like, my pants selection and my short selection, I'm a very, like... I'm picky about the brand. I'm picky about, like, the fit. So, like, when I find a pair of pants or jeans or shorts that fit right, I try to take care of them, respect them, and, like, latch onto them for the longest time. One of the articles of clothing I had to get rid of was a pair of black jeans that I have had, for no lie, about eight years. They were probably the most comfortable jeans I have ever owned in my life. It was so hard to get rid of them, and I had to because there was a little fucking hole and i was like nope i can't hold on to this move on mm. that's when i knew i could do the shirt thing when i got rid of the jeans i'm like it's just happening we're just doing it um but i went i first went through anything that was just a plain colored t-shirt so like a you know something that you'd wear like a i guess like a normal person like a like a blue shirt mm-hmm. i don't need that anymore like goodbye uh, and then I moved to like their nerdy shirts that I just am not going to wear anymore. And I know I'm not going to wear. And unless they were tied to like, like I have super old pack shirts. I'm not going to get rid of those. They're garbage. They don't fit right. They're weird looking. Like one of the early Paxi shirts is like, like really, it's like a Gildan shirt. It's like a, it's like an old Gildan shirt. So it's like stiff. It's like just, it's not a good shirt, like quality wise. Right. But it's got, it's got special sentimental value. So it's like, I'm going to hang on to this. But then I went through the, you know, just did my thing. And then and then every time I got to a Johnny Cupcake shirt, there was two piles. There was the 100% I am keeping this shirt. And then there's the, okay, I'm going to fold this up nicely with the design out. So at the end of this whole process, I can flip through the Johnny Cupcake shirts and see what the deal is here. Most of those shirts are in the storage bin in the basement because it's hard to get rid of them. Mm. They're also, I, I need to look into it, at least back in the day when I was super into Johnny Cupcake shirts. There was like an online community where you could trade or resell your shirts because I, I don't know if, how familiar with anyone listening is with Johnny Cupcakes is, but like he makes a shirt and sells out, shirt doesn't get made again unless he reprints it in a different color or something. So like every shirt has some sort of rarity to it. I have some really rare shirts. Like my Joker one is super old, dope shirt, never getting rid of it. I, don't, I barely even wear it. That's like a... That's one of those shirts that's like, it's a dope shirt, still fits great, still feels great, it's amazing, but because it's such an old piece of clothing, I feel like it only has X amount of, like, washes left. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it only gets busted out in, like, very specific scenarios. It's a dope shirt. You know what I'm talking about, right? The card? Yeah, the purple, purple shirt? One. Yeah. But anyways, so I just, I've been holding on to that, and I, it, it, I didn't, like, when I was, like, thinking about what we were going to talk about today... That wasn't on the docket, but when we were walking into Kokeshi to meet the Wangs, and like, I think someone mentioned something about my shirt, and I was like, I need to remember to talk to Mike about shirts. Mm -hmm. Anyways, 
shirts. They're a big deal with us. Yep. I mean, you're going to Rhode Island Comic Con tomorrow, and what's the thing I asked you in the car? He said, what shirt are you wearing, Mike? I just want to know. I just want to fantasize. Yep. That's gross. Yeah. I was talking about the LaCroix. Uh, it is, but also it's not. But I, I told you, I, I drank a Coke the other day, and it didn't taste good anymore, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, a good thing. I pound water like it's my job. I think I've lost a few pounds. It doesn't show. Yeah, it's not gonna. I'm a disgusting mess. Yeah. But uh, besides your trip to Rhode Island Comic Con coming up tomorrow, mm-hmm. what uh, what are you are you laughing at Mike's reaction? <laughs> it's not even a good reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, anyways, that's uh Jen over there, the uh, friend of the show. Not really. That's uh that's coach ridden Jen ridden is ridden though uh, like is. you're bedridden you're bedridden I don't know if, I mean I guess you can say couch ridden I wouldn't but yeah but you're not an English major Mike no I am not no anyway you were about to say something uh, well, what, what else is going on what you, what you playing Mike nothing you got nothing on the docket not no. playing anything turned on Overwatch a couple times and I'll play it yeah any animes? Uh, let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this broadcast to bring to you Mike's Animate. I'm never going to do that again. I apologize. Yeah, but we'll just cut it to like 10 seconds. Oh, no, uh, we don't edit. No edits. Uh, let's see. So I watched an episode of Mob Psycho, and I watched an episode of Goblin Slayer. That's about it. Okay. Uh, are these shows, are these new shows? I'm not one familiar is, with either one, of these. One is, one isn't. Should I guess which one? Sure, why not? Have fun. What, what was it? Goblin Slayer and, and Mob King? Mob Psycho. Mob Psycho? Mob Psycho is the... Ooh. What's the name of the other one? <laughs> Mob Psycho and, and um, Goblin King? Goblin Slayer. <laughs> Did I say Mob Slayer? You know, I've been... Right. Mob Psycho and Goblin Slayer. Mm-hmm. Mob Psycho 100. I've been Ooh. dropping the 100. Ooh, okay, all right, all right. Mob Psycho 100 and Goblin Slayer. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you think the name is. The the question is, which one do you think is new? Which one do you think is old? I'm gonna go with Slayer as being. Mm. Trying to get a tell off of Mike's face here. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to lead lead him on. I think Goblin Slayer is. And then he does nothing, and then he looks at my reaction as if I'm going to, like, I don't know, emote. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. All right, I'm just going to go out and say it. Goblin Slayer is uh-huh. the n- new one. Goblin King... Fuck. Wait, it's Goblin King? No, it's Goblin Slayer. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I started this season. It's a new one? Yeah. I fucking got it. What do I win? I don't know. I guess you could watch it. All right. Well, so how do you feel about these shows? Do you recommend them? Are they on Mike's watch list? I don't know. I, I watched the first episodes of both. And did they hook you? Uh, Maybe? Mob Psycho's about the same guy that did One Punch Man, so okay, I'll just give it a shot. Goblin Slayer's, 
tough to recommend. Why is that? It's just an out there show? Uh, it depends on your feeling. The, the, the first episode is... it's there's stuff going on you and yeah it's a tough sell like i i feel like you could watch the first episode and be turned off by the material and say i don't want to do this anymore okay can you compare it to something else no okay all right so i feel like i want to move on here but we do have some questions sitting in in the discord that actually pertain to animate should we address it now or should we wait till the end I don't run the show. I don't All right, well, you know what? We'll, we'll throw one in. We'll see how we'll see where it goes. Uh, Death Bruiser asked, uh, what do you think Tom Wayland is up to these days? <laughs> Keeping his head down. All right. I don't understand it. Yes, you do. Tom Wayland was the guy that hosted uh, um, the fucking hentai dubbing at the Anime Boston. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. That was such a great panel. But fuck that guy. That was such a good panel. That was always so much fun. Yeah. Remember the time Sonic got up there? Yeah. Guy cosplaying as Sonic? He was so good. It was great. Oh, man. I wish somebody somebody should bring that back. I think the... Without the, uh, the I harassment. Think the material, I think the material is tainted now. I don't know if we can ever do it again. Uh, you get a good host up there. Yeah. All right. Get, a, get an untainted host. Who wants to throw their hat in the ring to host hentai dubbing in Amy Boston? Yeah. Uh, so to, to continue with Animate and then we'll move on Divine Dark in the Discord asked I got an anime question too what is Mike's favorite One Piece theme before you answer I'll give you a minute Death Rouge said four kids easy I'm assuming that is a One Piece theme oh Brennan the things the things we should teach you back in the early was it early 2000s no it can't yeah I guess it might have been early 2000s uh, when anime started getting big here in the U.S., and then four kids like cranked out a hit with Pokemon, they're like, "All right, let's just grab all the anime." Okay, all right. We'll just start throwing them out there. See I mean, what the, the, kids like. the 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 term four kids" sounds familiar to me, yeah, and it, I was thinking of Pokemon when you said it. Okay, yes. so they licensed it here. They licensed. Uh, I, they probably got um, Kirby. Kirby, right back at you. They they threw out some anime here. So they got their hands on One Piece, and uh, to, you know, market it to the American kids, they made their own fucking rap theme for the show, which was god-awful, and it is running joke throughout all time. Um, I'll play it for you later. Oh, yeah, do that. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, let's see. Favorite One Piece theme. But yeah, for your favorite One Piece theme. Uh, I liked Big Butts and You Cannot Lie yeah but that's neither here nor there uh, so We Are was the first theme it was We Are We Are yeah the Youth of the Nation oh, they yeah. got that band to do it, it yeah, P.O.D. yeah uh, they that first theme they they redid it somewhere in the middle I think it might have been like the 10th opening they redid that theme I like that version of it and I liked Save the World and there's actually there was a bunch of ones I liked pre-time skip oh what was that there was one during Water 7 that I liked too 
are any of these themes on the Taiko drum game that just came on the Switch? We are is on it. So it sounds like this might be a must-buy game. I I was gonna buy it just to play Cool Angel's thesis. Okay, we, we we can we can dive into this after the after the show here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't put a definitive, but you got a top top couple. Top couple. I know it, he's he's only asking because I said I didn't like the new one. All right. Yeah, you know, it's the not... new one. I didn't care for that new one at all. Shots fired. And then this one. Uh, fuck. There's so many. They're all anime questions. God damn it. Uh, well, maybe if you watch the anime, you can answer some goddamn I, questions. I need to watch more, I know. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep it going and we'll wrap it up quicker. Uh, Divine Dart also asked, has Mike been asked who his favorite JoJo is? Uh, it's Jotaro. No one's J- asked, but it's going to be Jotaro. Jotaro? Jotaro Kujo. Do they all have names like that? Yes. That, like, have that flow? The first one's Jonathan Joestar. The next one's his grandson, jo- Joseph. Jotaro's Joseph's grandson. Joseph is got to be the lamest one, right? Because his name's just Joseph? Joseph Joestar. I mean, he... So but he, everyone's like Jotaro, fucking Motoro, fucking Motorola, like... Because Jonathan Jonathan Joestar, he was in England like 18-something. That's The story starts in like 18-something or other. <sighs> Joseph was his grandson. He was born in America, so he's an American. Jotaro is... Jonathan's grandson and uh, John, not Jonathan, Joseph's grandson. Joseph's daughter married in like a Japanese man. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so which one's your favorite? Jotaro. Right. Uh, I think I like Kanto more than Jotaro. Uh, <laughs> Josuke might be a second, and I didn't start watching. There's Golden. someone named jo- Josuke. Yeah. Is he related to Sasuke? No, he's Joseph's uh, bastard like son. I hate that you know so much about this, but I also love it. And I didn't start watching part five, which is Golden Experience. Do I need to watch JoJo? Probably. Oh, fuck. Um, okay, add it to the list. His name is Giovanni uh, Giovanni Giornio. Uh, anyways, Todd said three towers. I don't know if that's another Joe per- Joe person, but that's what he wrote I have that. no idea. Okay, what Todd's <laughs> nobody nobody does. And uh, the last apparently. All um, there's a few other questions in here, but we'll just round up the end a minute and then move on. Sapphire Jade in the Discord asks, "How do you sleep at night, Mike? Spreading the message that anime is acceptable." I don't sleep. And there you have it, folks. Mike is an insomniac. My favorite one. Yeah, watch part three, and then get of Jojo of of Jojo, and then get Jen to watch part four. Jen's not gonna watch anime. Did you not ex- hear me explaining my attempts to get her to watch you can't Ghibli do a, films? Don't do a full movie. You just have to do episodes of a show. But they're Ghibli films. Yeah, but they're not JoJo. Just, I don't know if you heard the whole thing at dinner tonight, but basically I try to get her to watch. You the, Basically the only one that she stayed awake through was Which is arguably, arguably, in my opinion, of those movies, the worst one. Not saying it's bad film. What? I had a better time. Apparently, no. Apparently, she's super tired for, when you try and fucking scream these films. No. For clarity for the listeners, I tried to watch Totoro with Jen. She fell asleep. I tried to watch Princess Mononoke, Princess Mononoke with Jen. She fell asleep. I tried to watch uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind with Jen. She fell asleep. I tried to watch Your Name with Jen. She fell asleep. 
Watch Spitter spirited away with Jen. She stayed awake for the whole film. Mind you, all the time she fell asleep, you're goddamn right I stayed up and watched these movies. And I did cry at your name more than once and Nausicaa. Moving on. Because you were asleep, Jen. God damn it. Uh, Mike, before we get into what I really want to dish about, which is the final Smash Direct. Let's dish. Let's dish. Uh, BlizzCon is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a busy Friday, so it's been hard to sit down. I have the virtual ticket, so I've been able to catch some of the stuff. Um, and obviously, you know, some of the, the bigger things get put out there into the news waves so everyone can see them. But, uh, you know, we got a new Diablo game coming to mobile, which people are apparently very upset about because they were hoping for Diablo 4, but instead we're getting a mobile game, which... I'm intrigued by it still. I'm still going to give it a shot. I signed up for the uh, for the beta, so hopefully they'll send me a copy of that soon. Right. Um, got some World of Warcraft stuff. You and I aren't like super well-versed on WoW, so kind of just say, hey, there's like an HD remaster of something coming. I don't know. I tried to ask. I asked Wang to explain some of it to me tonight, mm-hmm. and he did a very great job. I just don't know what's going on there. Obviously, we're not big WoW guys. Um, I mean, the biggest nugget of news coming out of this for us personally, at least so far from what we've been able to see, is the McCree vignette or digital short. Is that what they're called? Cinematic. They don't, don't they call them something like digital shorts or something? Maybe not. I don't know. Regardless, the McCree little vignette and then uh, the new hero, right. Ash. Right. And her alt, who is also a character, Bob, mm-hmm. which... Bob's the fucking man. Bob's great. I'm all about Bob. Bob's great. Bob's got a handlebar mustache. Yep. And in one of his skins, I don't know if you looked at both of them. He had a bowler hat with fucking suspenders, Mike. Bob came to fucking party. Like, I'm down with Bob. It's, uh, because I can't count on you to ever watch the cinematic. I haven't watched any of them yet. You watched one. Which one? I believe you said you watched the Diva one for some reason. Oh, because it's Diva. (laughs) Diva's the man. Diva's a woman. Diva's the best. I like Diva. You I, also like Reinhardt, but you've uh, never watched that I know. One. I don't want to cry. Anyway. Isn't the Reinhardt one sad? It's sad. And the I, May one? The May one is also sad. I think the saddest one for me is the Bastion one. This this is to... I love Overwatch. I'm all in Overwatch. With the digital shorts, for some reason, they always get released like during the day when I'm working, and somebody will text it to the group text... And I'll just never get to it. Because I'm not going to stop in the middle of my day to like watch it. Mm-hmm. Even though I did for the Diva one. But... And the Diva one, I would argue, is probably the weakest one. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't anything special. Um, But I do need to watch them. And I will watch the McCree one and I'll watch the other ones. Anyway, but the, moving on. to get to my point, uh, in the McCree one, at some point they're in like a Mexican standoff situation. Um it's like McCree facing off against Ash, Bob, and a few other like cronies there. Uh huh. And they like do close ups on everyone's face, and they close do they do a close up on Bob, and you see like a little thing of oil drip down like sweat from his forehead. Really? Yeah. Oh fuck! I need to watch it. Yes. I'll I'll tell you. I mean, I did watch her reveal trailer, mm-hmm. which was her reveal trailer. It was like a separate cinematic than what was her yes. in the thing. Okay. 
So there's there's three videos I think that are out. There's Bakri Cinematic, which is about him at Route sixty six trying to get something back from the Deadlock gang. There is a cinematic that I think kind of goes over um, Ash's like move set and stuff. The one that like has her running and like she punches McCree in the face. Yep, I watched that. There's that one, and then like there's a fully like two D animated one that kind of goes over her backstory. That just kind of like. Ooh, I don't think I watched that, but the the part of the whatever the panel was that was showing on one of the virtual ticket channels was a deeper dive on Ash and Bob, and I watched most of that. I was in the middle of doing a bunch of things, so I just had the volume turned up, and I was walking around doing stuff. But I will say, like the past Halloween event that just passed. Got me a little energized to play Overwatch. The thing that's killing me with Overwatch right now is like, I don't like to play solo, and I don't necessarily like to just play two people. Like three, three to more is where I want to be. I want to be three to more. Mm-hmm. Um, but Todd's kind of fallen off a little bit too because Red Dead, Call of Duty, all the other things getting in the way. Um, you haven't been playing, so it's just like I, I need to get the gang back together, but. This character, like, the last character, fucking Hammond, fucking Wrecking Ball, cool for the meta, cool addition, different type of hero, but for me personally, I have no interest in playing that character. That might change over time. Ash, I'm fucking down. Like, I liked what I saw. She looked like she brings a lot of new things to the table here. Her alt, Bob, I feel like is, like completely meta changing maybe i'm wrong i don't know but i mean i haven't watched like people playing matches with her yet like in the ptr or anything Mm. or at blizzcon but i like what her abilities and her alt allow the game to now kind of move what are your what are your thoughts on her and her alt seems cool uh very it sounds like you can pull off some crazy stuff with her if you're good at the game. Yeah. I mean, essentially, like... Trick just, shots and what have you. Yeah, I mean, her her weapons, I kind of like. I kind of like what they're showing there. I want to see it play out a little bit more and see how well she does just in a match. But I think what really makes her a very, like, spicy character is her ult. Like, Bob... Bob brings a completely different element into what we can expect from anybody's ult. Because, I mean, let's just say everyone's alive on both teams. We're on a capture map, and we're trying to push to take the point. You pop Ash's ult, it's now 7 on 6. You know what I mean? Like It's essentially like you have an extra hero. Um, And I was like looking into it a little bit more, they said that he functions a little bit like Winston's ult, where it has knockback and stuff like that. Mm. So imagine trying to cap a point and going in with Bob and a Winston ult. I feel like that would be fucking treacherous for the team trying to fight that off. It would be very annoying. And you can you can do things like heal Bob or... You can keep him alive? Does he have a timer? He probably has a timer, but you can heal him. You can use nano boost on him. Jesus. So he he essentially acts like an a AI-controlled hero. Yep. So I, I, need, I couldn't 
I didn't have a lot of time to look into it, and I tried to get some clarity quickly, but I couldn't find the answer I wanted because I felt like I felt like on the the Blizzard panel that I was watching, they talked about uh, the etymology of Ash and Bob and like their how they changed over time when they were developing them, and it sounded like at one point. Like, I don't know if I don't know if it's still like this, but it sounded like at one point, if you were Ash and you were the last person left, you could throw your ult, so you could throw Bob, mm-hmm. you would die, Bob could still contest the point as a mm-hmm. character, allowing your team to get back. Mm-hmm. And I it sounded like they said that that somehow doesn't work anymore, but it did sound like Bob was still able to capture points contest. and push the payload. Yeah. So I don't know wh- what the condition is. I don't know if Ash dies. Does he die? Like I don't know what the yeah. where where the line gets drawn. I'm sure they'll kind of hash that out when they see people playing in the PTR. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I think that's like a really interesting way to mix things up here. It, it unless she herself is a shitty character, I can see her getting picked almost all the time. Yeah. Just just because her ult seems not game breaking, but it seems like an element that like you have to adjust to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that. Uh, so I'm intrigued. I, I think she's a really good roster addition. Definitely something that's uh, re-energizing my like want to get back to Overwatch, which is uh, something I needed for sure. Because I, I always, I don't feel guilty, but I feel like, like Overwatch is, I, I fucking love Overwatch. Like I love it. Like even if I'm not playing it, like I like to like, think about overwatch or watch like overwatch league or world cup a little bit world cup for some reason i can't get super into i don't know why world cup gets pretty good i really wish i got to catch the matchup today between uk and us yeah i'll probably have to watch that later um but yeah i mean i that's like something i need to get back into and i'm excited that there's a character that will definitely pull me back in for sure Mike, we are about a month away right. from arguably one of, if not the biggest game that exists in in between at least me, you, and Dom. I'd say Joe, too. Todd's an outlier as how much this series means to him. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're a month away from like one of the biggest game releases for us in the past i don't know since the last smash came out perhaps before it's the biggest smash release since the last smash release i mean this series has like so much history with us i mean think about when brawl came out you and i waited in line midnight got the game not before we even got the game do you remember that there were people with CRTVs sitting in line and they had extension cords running from an outlet? Do you not remember this? There were uh, people playing fucking Melee while we were waiting line. I don't remember that. I believe it happened. I just don't remember it. I was like blown away that was a thing. Um, So fucking cool. Fucking Midnight Releases. Ugh, I love it. And also hate it, but I also love it. But anyways. Got Brawl. Rushed home. Started digging super deep into fucking Subspace Emissary. Mm. We had fucking packs of Oreos, milk, mm. 
I remember very clearly falling asleep when you are playing as Pikachu and Samus. Right. I don't know what happened after that. I don't know if we both just passed out, but I definitely passed out. You had fallen asleep, and I realized that shortly afterwards. I'm like, well, I'm not going to bother waking you up. So I think I probably also just went to sleep. And then we got up and fucking smashed again. That sounds weird, but we did. Someone really needs to start changing terminology here. Mike, we're just a couple of bros smashing. Nothing wrong with that. What was the old what was the old fucking Gambino uh uh yeah, Derek comedy? Yeah thing. <laughs> didn't he like didn't he have a phrase that he would say like I'm just like trying to didn't he say something? He ah oh, damn it. I now now I really want to remember what it was. I got a backpack full of axe and GameCube controllers, was, guys. Don't you just want to play some Smash? Yeah. It was something like that. Something like that. Oh man, that's good stuff. I'll have to watch that later. But I mean, this is a franchise that means so much to us. You know, for me personally, it's the celebration of all of these franchises that I love, all these characters, all this history, all this lore. It's Sakurai's, like, insane attention to detail and his team and, like, what they're able to do and how they portray these characters and all this stuff. And, you know, it it's a celebration of all these things that I love and it also introduces me to things that I don't have experience with. And it gets me to play more games, which I love. Like, leading up to all this, the Grinch League, which we don't need to go into detail because I'm pretty sure we talked about it in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the characters in that league and one of the most requested characters is Isaac from Golden Sun. And I've, it's one of the few series that I haven't played. And there's only three games right now. Uh, two on the GBA and then one on the DS. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is a not, well, not a good time because I already have too many games to play. But I do need to visit this series at some point. So I'm look on the prowl looking for these games. I was able to snag a copy of the DS one. I have a few different leads on, on some GBA ones. Um, actually, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Seth, might be sending me some from New York. So that'd be nice. We'll see. Um, but I'm excited to jump into that at some point. Um, but let's just get into the direct. Let's just get right into it, Mike. Okay, okay. Overall, are you pleased, displeased, happy, surprised? Eh, it was whatever. Oh, you weren't a fan? It was just whatever? They, they just told us what was left. Was there something that would have changed your mind? Made you more excited? Get you more amped up? I mean, I was already, like, excited for the game. They didn't have to do much. Yeah. I think the only problem is, <clears throat> and I I can't find a direct quote. I'm just basing this, off of, basing this off of what other people have said, is that Sakurai kind of came out and said, like, you know what? I probably mismanaged the pacing of the reveals of stuff. He definitely didn't say that in the direct. He didn't say in the direct. No, I think it might have been like an interview somewhere else, and I'd have to, I'd have to find it. This was like me reading what someone else said that he said. So I think there's a couple of things that are playing into people's. Well, first of all, I want to say that if you are for some reason mad that the Grinch leaks were fake, or mad at the final roster additions, they didn't add the characters I wanted either. I'm not going to sit here and be pissy about it. You need to look at the fact that 
This game is going to launch with, what, 75 fighters? Something like that. 75 fighters, including new fighters, new echoes, and every character that has ever appeared in the game. Every character. 75 fucking fighters. Do you know how many other fighting games do that? The... Bagel. Bagel? Really? Zero. Oh, boy. We're lucky in today's day and age when a new fighting game comes out if the roster has fucking 20 fighters in it, let alone 75. So just get that off the table for a second. Like, this, this, there's so much love, care, attention, and hard work going into this game. I'm sorry that character A and B that you wanted didn't get put in. I wanted Gino. I wanted Banjo. I would have loved Isaac. I would have loved Chorus Kids. I would have loved Mog Rider. There's plenty of other people that aren't in the Grinch League that I would have loved to be in there. Gino's my number one guy. He's not there. I'm not mad about it. Sure, I'm holding out hope that maybe he's one of the five DLCs. But I'm not mad about it. How can you be mad at this game? How can you be mad? That being said, I think if he feel if Sakurai feels like he mismanaged the reveals, mm-hmm. I think that for some reason, because when they showed the trailer E3, they at that point revealed that everyone was back. I feel like people take that for granted. I feel like if that wasn't the initial statement, like if that came in the next direct, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was like, he'll show a bunch of fighters, let's show Ridley, but let's not say Snake and like all these people are back. Let's leave that for the next direct. I think that for some reason may have kind of allowed people to process the fact that you're taking for granted the the fact that all of these people are back in the game. Snake, a character that they had to work out a licensing deal of some sort to get back, which probably wasn't an easy easy thing to negotiate since of how tricky that property is with Konami, Kojima, and all that stuff. That that's part one. Um, you know, plus just the idea of we're at seventy five fighters now, plus eventually five DLC. Every person that's in that game has to be balanced against every other person in that game. Plus, they have to do Kirby hats. Plus, they have to balance the Kirby copy. You know what I mean? Like, There's so many things that go into making this, especially because it's a game that is hopefully going to be embraced by the competitive fighting game community. So they have to take into account all of these things and it's not going to just stop once the game launches on december 7th this game has probably been done for a while now but what they've probably been working on for the most part is just balancing fighters and just tweaking things and like looking for bugs and looking for glitches and just balancing things right i I would guess at this point yeah should be at that quality control stage yeah like the the game might itself be ready to go it's just there will maybe be a light patch when the game comes out with more balance tweaks or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but all that being said, step down off my high horse. When the fucking direct ended, Mike, I was a little salty too. Mm. But I didn't let it get, like I didn't let it ruin, like it's smash, baby. It's fucking smash. 
I wanted Gino. The whole time I held out hope for Gino. Like the entire direct. When it started, so when the direct opened with the ring, I don't know how versed you are in, in the 4chan leak, but that was the 4chan leak. It was, they're gonna, it's gonna be Little Mac fighting in a ring, and Incineroar is gonna come out of the shadows. So as soon as it opened with the ring, my heart fucking snapped into 18 pieces, and I'm like, all right, Grinch is dead. Like, the Grinch leak's not real. Because I didn't think that they would be both leaks. Like, I didn't think it would be the Grinch leak and the 4chan leak. I thought mm-hmm. it would be one or the other that or something different. My understanding of the situation as well. That it would be one or the other? I I didn't look into the 4chan leak. I just knew that. That's what I was telling you about on Halloween, I think, is that I knew that there was something going on with the Pokemon I wasn't familiar with at the time. Yeah. That the belief was that if that one came into fruition, that means the other one couldn't be real. Like, the chances of both of them being real were slim. Well, it had to be one or the other, or, or neither. So the thing was, is that Ken was in both leaks, yeah. but Incineroar was not. Mm-hmm. So if if it opens with Incineroar, then the Grinch leak didn't have Incineroar in that mural. Yeah. So, I, I, I want to, I hope more comes out about the guy that did the Grinch leak, because that's a fucking bonkers leak. That guy is thinking on another fucking level to go to the depths that he did to make something that was so believable. And that's the other thing. A lot of people are super salty about those characters not being real. But that's not a thing that Nintendo did. That's something that some asshole did. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you should always go into any rumors about anything with a grain of salt because it's a fucking rumor. Um... But it opens with that. It opens with Incineroar. It opens with fucking Ken. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Ken. I don't really care too much about Incineroar. I'll still fuck around with him. Ken looks amazing, by the way. Like, he looks like... He looks better in this than he does in fucking Street Fighter. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, the trailer was great. The move in to get into Spirits mode and, and, and World of Light those modes look fantastic to me like i i'm not big on to like all the custom stuff for playing like all of us together but as a single player experience for me like i'm down with what's going on there like that'll be a great way for me to just sink more time into this game um we got more on you know pretty much everything we got stuff on the other modes online the online stuff there's a few things that don't make me nervous, but I'm like, I need to see it play out. Like, I get they took away for glory and for honor, or for glory and for fun, mm-hmm. but it seems as though they're trying to build a matchmaking that, like, will automatically de- know how you're trying to play. Like, if you're a skilled player, it's gonna like your your stats will speak to that and it will match you with other people at that level. Right? That's what it seemed to be. I think part of it is that they got rid of for glory and for fun, yes, and then you kind of go in there with your own rule set, like, this is how I want to play, Mm -hmm. and then it'll attempt to match you with people who are playing with similar rule sets, and I think you get, you either get to accept those rules, or maybe you get the challenge and then do, like, a coin flip or something, Yeah, it determines, like, but, like, if you lose the coin flip, I suppose you could just be like, I don't want to play like this. Yeah. I mean... Which, it, it sounds like it's going to be a lot more hassle. 
I think what ultimately is going to happen is that there's going to be people that, like, I feel like, like, for me, if I'm going online, I'm going to want to play stock, couple lives, timer, yes or no, doesn't matter. Mm. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people playing that way. So for me, my preferences should be fine. Like, I should be able to find people that are looking for the same thing. When you want to get into the other types of modes, maybe then it's a little weird. But I do like that you can make rooms, so we can all hop on and like do that. You can spectate, which is great. That way you're not just bored when it's not your match. So I feel like there's some options. We'll see how it gets fleshed out. Again, Sakurai cares so much. And he knows that like the fan base is so large and, and, and feverish and, and care about this game as much as he does. So I feel like if there's something that's not working right when it comes to like the online stuff, there's potential for that to maybe evolve or change. Who knows? But I'm not going to sit here and, and, and piss and moan about it until I get to play it. I think for me, what I'm looking for, it'll satisfy that. But I'm also not looking to like be online the whole time. Like I Smash excels when it's the four of us on the couch fucking beefing it up. Like that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I do like elite smash like uh, my goal is to the first month make it into elite smash i just want to feel good i like mm -hmm. the fact that when you beef with people online you can take their fucking tag and we're bragging you know what i mean like i'm collecting them tags baby i i like what the game has to offer i'm ex i'm so, i'm beyond excited for this game when it gave us did it end with the world of light kirby trailer or did it end with piranha piranha was before world of light right i think uh... it ended with world of light I th nah, now I can't remember. I want to say World of Light was before Piranha, but I they were both at the end. I just don't remember which one was which. Okay. So we get the fact that, hey, we're going to do five DLC characters. They'll each come with a map. They'll each come with suites of music. Not Echoes. Huge. Mm-hmm. Reasonably priced. I think it's five ninety nine a piece, or you can do twenty five, twenty four ninety nine for all of them. Yeah, something like that. Which, again, if you're in this, if you're a Smash person, like some people, I was reading today, like some people, you know, oh, how can they be doing this again? How can they be making us pay for DLC up front but not telling us what it is and blah blah blah? Well, here's two things. One, you don't have to pay up front because you can buy the model cart. So if you don't. If you don't think that they're going to put five characters that you want on your fucking screen, okay, then don't buy all five and buy them a la carte. If you have faith that they're going to fucking make a badass roster, then spend the money. I mean, it's it's not like it's not like your only option is to spend 25 bucks without knowing what's going on. Like I understand that it's not the greatest thing to be like, "Hey, I'm going to throw 25 bucks and not know what I'm getting." But you kind of know what you're getting cuz you're fucking smash game and it's not an echo fighter and it's not an old fighter that's not in the game because all of that stuff is already there so i personally i don't have any qualms about it i think the people that are getting upset about it it's kind of silly just don't get the pre-purchase you don't have to no one's making you buy them when they come out if you're worried that there's going to be a character you don't care about um please gino be one of these characters i think that <sighs> I think Gino still has a chance. Obviously, Isaac, probably not because he's an assist trophy. Mm. I don't necessarily think 
and me, me and Dom, Dom and I had a long conversation about this on the phone, just about what we think can happen, what we think if somebody's a spirit, if that means that they can become a character as well or whatever. Unless all five of these characters are third party, I find it really hard to believe that any characters that might be in question to be included as fighters wouldn't also potentially be a sprite already, a spirit already, right? Just because, I don't know if he said the exact number, but it sounded like there was a shit ton of sprites. So I'm assuming that, like, most Nintendo properties are already in there as sprites. Spirits. Mm. I keep saying sprites. You keep saying sprites. Spirits. Um, so I don't, I don't think necessarily if someone uncovers a spirit of someone that it necessarily means they can't be in the game. I don't know if you feel that feel that same emotion there. Um, yeah, so to say, I don't know what the what the number is. I don't know if you know there's some other fucking deep cuts or just like obvious things that they just purposely skip. They're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe this will be a character someday. Um, but yeah, I I guess with the spirits, it's they're less constrained in that regard because with the cis trophies they're in the game already as like an item and if you you know if you make that item into a character then you probably either have to do something like <clears throat> delete the assist delete the assist which given the number of assists is like not a big deal but you know why go through all the effort of making this character yeah an item and then just go around and undo it or do something like you know if you play as this character then this assist can't show up but i feel like that's just a probably even work. more work it's just a weird workaround I feel like... So, cis trophies most likely can't turn into characters. Spirits probably have a better chance just because it it doesn't affect anything else. Yeah. And it's locked to that mode anyway. To that mode. I mean, I don't know what happens if, like, you pick a character and then you add that same character as a spirit. I'm sure that's potentially already a possibility. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if there's other versions of characters in the game, I mean... Dom sent that picture of of pirate King K. Rule, which and according I've, I've seen one of Wii Fit Trainer too. Male Wii Fit Trainer yeah. is one. So yeah, so you know what? Yeah, I, I think spirits is fine. And honestly, I, I really don't want to put too much thought into this or hope into this, but I don't think them being an assist necessarily completely rules them out because there's already a 3D asset built for them. There's some sort of move set of some sort built for them so it if there's really a demand and like sakurai and his team decide like you know what people really want isaac we can make a move set that works for him mm-hmm. i can i can see them saying like hey but that's not news to them what do you mean isaac yeah i heard for isaac being in the game well, is not new that's well, been so my, there for a while my guess is that and, and that's why I'm surprised, honestly, that Isaac didn't get added. And that's why I'm s- still really holding out hope for Gino because I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Gino and Sora are probably the two like next in line for being like most requested, then probably Isaac, um, and then fucking Bandana D for some dumb fucking reason. He better not be a character. People laughed at Bandana D being a character, and then like, yeah, you know what, Piranha Plants in. I guess. I, I, if anything, Bandana D at least has arms. We'll get we'll get to Piranha Plan in a second, uh, but I can see one of, if not multiple, characters in the five pack DLC 
being a situation where it's a, hey, we really want your input here. We're going to put a ballot up and we'll go from there. And I can see it maybe being the fifth character. And like if it's overwhelmingly like people want Isaac still. I could see Sakurai then maybe being like, all right, let me give them what they want and doing it then. You know what I mean? Maybe. Who knows? Again, I'm not going to put too much into that. I don't want to even like go down that road. Obviously, again, never played Golden Sun, so it's not like Isaac's like a fucking gaping hole in my heart. I think he's a cool character. I think he'd have a unique moveset. I think it's what a lot of people want, but I back away. I don't know too much. Gino's my boy. Get Gino in there. I was watching I was watching someone's react video to uh, the direct, and um, I so basically what happened was I watched this guy's previous video uh-huh. about how the Grinch League seemed to be legit. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's a bunch of things going on for it. Like, right, it's right. probably legit. And, like, he was super psyched about getting Gino, blah, 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 blah. So when the Piranha Plant thing started, when everyone's like, dizzy and shit, he's like, is this Gino? Oh, my God, they're, they're putting Gino in this. Ah! And then it's like, wait a minute. Wait, what? And uh, yeah, they were all very sad. It was entertaining to me. If you were in my car, Mike, you would have you would have seen a very similar thing. Because when it pans to this, I'm like, is this another character? And it's Dizzy Yoshi's, it's a Mario level, it's it is Mario music, it might have been Bowser's one of Bowser's themes. Yeah, like, yeah, it was it was definitely a Mario song, and then Mario's walking up all angrily, and I'm like I didn't want I was like, I don't want to think too much. I'm like but this could be Gino. Like, this this could be Gino. And when he walks up to the fucking potted plant, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, well, this isn't like a fucking, cin- like, it's not a cinematic. I'm like. No, it was clearly, so, like, gameplay yeah. that was just rendered, like, they just moved the camera yeah. to make it look more So cinematic. I was like, is this just another mode? Like, I was so confused as to what it was going to be at this point. And then when it said Piranha Plant pipes in or whatever the fuck it said i was just dumbfounded i was so confused because i'm like as far as i can think about right now and then every character in smash is like a named character right there's no one that's like a like a like mr game and watch is probably like the only one i can think of that's really more of an idea yeah than he is a character but yeah, but so everyone else is like like there. There's no other just like regular baddie, yeah, like, or or something like that. Like a gen, like not generic because Piranha is not generic, but like it's just an enemy in the game. It's yeah. not like a like it, it's not like it's Petey Piranha though his <laughs> ultimate is. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, kind of like it doesn't. I feel like it doesn't fit the normal Smash character model. So I was very dumbfounded. I was kind of sad just because, like, I was really hoping out for, like, one of these really cool requested characters. Obviously, for me personally, Gino. And I was just, like, I was not feeling it. It kind of took me out of the direct. It kind of made me, like, again, I was a little salty. I I wasn't, like, on Twitter fucking blah, blah, blah. But, like, before I responded to any group texts, before I answered Joe texting me separately, Mm -hmm. before I did anything, I kind of just sat in my car. And it was pouring rain out. And I was just, like... I waited 40 minutes for this like i was just like I, I it was so weird it was like the it, it wasn't a letdown because since then i've 
rewatched parts of the direct. I really enjoyed the direct. I'm still super excited for this game. I'm not let down by it. But at that moment, it was just like a, a fucking curveball. But I've watched more gameplay. Piranha Plant is a fucking beast. And I'm excited to fuck around with him. And he is a really cool character. And I think that's simply the only reason why he got added. I think that they were probably toying around with a bunch of different ideas. And they started working on a cool, unique moveset for this character. And they were like, fuck yeah, we can put Piranha Plant in here. Why not? Damn, it's a shame that the Thwomp is already in there as an assist trophy. Because imagine his moveset. He goes Thwomp, <laughs> and then he turns sideways and goes Thwomp. <laughs> and then he goes back. His up B is just the reverse of a Thwomp. It's just him <laughs> going back up. Yeah. For the record, I, at around 9.30ish, at some point you guys started talking about it. Someone said guys it's gonna be like 30 minutes i was like all right i'm gonna go ahead and mute this conversation mm-hmm. and i'm gonna put my phone down and do some other things well everyone was like still talking during the direct yeah. and i'm like why is everyone texting right now everyone should be watching this and then joe was like i could keep backing out because he has youtube red or whatever the fuck it's called YouTube. yeah so yeah it does picture in picture for yeah me. i i don't I'm not giving money to youtube anyways uh so i mean piranha plant at first was it was a weird feeling I'm, like, super okay with it now. Like, I'm totally fine. I wish it was someone else, but I'm also totally fine with it. Um, World of Light. Mm-hmm. That fucking trailer, Mike. Well, the, the theme has lyrics now. Yeah, I that was, like, when Kirby lands, mm-hmm. like, back down, and the vocals come in, I'm, like, I'm fucking feeling this right now. I still don't know what the words are because for some reason, it there's like a the second line to me sounds like she says like torchic and like it, it sounds like just saying words like, right. but it clearly it's not. It it sounds as if, um, you know how like people will, like do an offensive um, impression of like a different language and like they do something you know like. Uh, I'm not going to do anything right yeah, now. Yeah, don't do anything right now. But what they... I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like someone doing that for English. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm on board with that. I, I, I see what you're saying there. Uh, but that fucking cinematic gives me a lot of different emotions. Like, it's fucking amazing to see all these characters, like, people that have typically have voices in games, maybe they don't have voice acting, but they, have, they can talk, are talking. Like, it's just, it was so great. I wanted there to be more. I really hope that World of Light has more cinematics. Like I really fucking hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just well done. It's it it kind of paints a lot of these characters in like cool ways. Mm-hmm. Um, people really fucking fucking sad about Sonic yep. trying to help out his boy Pika. Yeah, it's a fucking sad moment. It's very sad. I've watched that trailer at least twenty seven times. Mm. It's good. I enjoyed it. It's great. I love it. I'm I'm so excited. I talked to Joe about this on the phone. I'm so excited to see what the opening Smash cinematic is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got, I'm very curious to see what that is because I feel like I feel like for Smash Four, a lot of it was just mishmash of the trick character trailers, mm-hmm. but we have like way less of those. So I wonder if it would just be its own cinematic, right? Um, but World of Light looks fucking phenomenal. I am all about it. It's not quite. It didn't seem as though quite subspace like 
it seemed like a different type of adventure mode, but I'm totally down with what I saw. Like, I'm all on board. I'm so excited to dig into that as something else to play in the game. Um, but I will say, when it's an attack from the sky, Kirby, stars, all these things, there was a fucking big part of me the whole time I was like, if they wanted Gino to come down from the stars right now, like, this can happen. Like, Gino can be here. Gino can show up. Gino can fucking, like, be legitimately here. Like, there's a legit reason for him to show up right now. And he didn't. He did not. So that kind of left me a little off kilter, too. I was just like, when the direct was over, when it ended, I sat there. I'm just like, I know what to do. I called Joe. We dished about Piranha Plant for a little bit. My mood changed. But... Fuck, man. I can't wait. It's going to be a good fucking game. He's in a, he's in a potted plant. He has feet. Did I send you that picture? I saw the picture. He has fucking feet. I love it. But to be fair, there's definitely piranha plants in Mario games that that walk. So mm. it's not like a new thing. But it's just funny that that's like one of the things someone pointed out. Like he's got little, two little feet under there. Feet. He's got good color palette swaps. Like, mm-hmm. like he's a good like character. A, he goes from like a... A pot to a pipe, which is nice. Oh, I didn't notice that. He has outfits that are pots and outfits that are pipes? That's what it looks like. Oh, no, that would make sense, but I didn't notice that. Um, I'm curious to see if a level comes with him, too. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, they could. They could. I don't know what his level would be like in comparison to like a typical Mario stage. They could bring... I don't know if they brought back all of the old school Mario stages. That would be an easy way to bring one back mm-hmm. that they probably already have kind of worked out. The other thing that Don brought up that... He has I, a dope amiibo. He does have a dope amiibo. Here's one of the things that actually didn't make me mad, but makes me nervous and is going to be quite confusing, to be honest, is they showed light release dates in a slate of when these amiibos are coming. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't look too closely to realize if they showed all of them or not, but they know I know for sure they did not show Snake. Dun, 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 Unless they dun, showed dun. him later in the Treehouse, because I was working, so I didn't watch Treehouse that much. But I, from what I saw in the Direct, there, I'm almost 100% positive there was no Smash uh, Snake Amiibo. I don't remember seeing one either. Um, but regardless, fuck, man. That's a lot more Amiibos I got to pick up. I'll make my own snake amiibo. It'll just be a cardboard box. He he made me laugh when he was just in a box. The Squid Kids made me laugh and sad at the same time. Yeah. Because they seemed legitimately scared, and then they seemed like, like I didn't I couldn't tell if they were trying to hide mm-hmm. or like maybe this will slow them down. Yeah. And they just dove into it and died. And I'm like fucking Squid Kids. Poor guys. They they just they didn't even want to be here. They were just <laughs> trying to squid around. They were painting stuff, and all of a sudden, fucking darkness reigns. Fucking. Mario and Link show up. They're like, hey guys, you want to be in Super Smash Brothers? Sure thing. All right, meet us at this ledge. Yeah. We're going to fight some giant hands. I didn't sign up for this shit. I do. Fuck, man. That mode's going to be good. I do kind of love that Kirby's like the hero right now. I also love, there's like, you sent one. I think I watched another one. There's like some great edits that make it like Infinity War. Like Mm -hmm. fantastic edits. Um,. Oh, man. And then I, I got to find the tweet. I was trying to find it earlier to show you. I don't know how true this is. Obviously, it was a fucking tweet. 
but somebody said the name of World of Light in Japanese can be translated to Star of Light, something like that. It, it's weird. It's like there. I guess again, I don't know how Japanese works. I don't speak Japanese. Yeah, but it, the tweet made it seem like you can either conjugate it or like there's a way you can interpret the name of it in Japanese as like Kirby the Hero or something. Like there was a way to like interpret it as like something to do with Kirby. Yeah. I thought that was like fucking really cool. I mean, Sakurai made Kirby. Yep. Sakurai makes Smash. I'm okay with it. He's like, alright, you gotta make me keep doing these fucking games? Fine, but I'm making more Kirby shit. Yeah. Someone else pointed out too, like there's so much so much good like internet stuff about this game right now. Uh, but someone pointed out they were like Oh, you know, look at fucking Bowser and King K. Rool fucking hanging out with the fuck. Because there, if you look at the shot of everyone at the cliff mm-hmm. at the beginning of the trailer, it's like Mario, Fox, Mega Man, Bowser, King K. Rool. It's like in Samus. It's like the fucking some of the main um, Link, like some of the main people. And then it's like, yeah, fucking throw these. Mother- they're hanging out with the cool kids now. Yeah, I liked it. It's great. Oh man, like I'm so fucking excited for this motherfucking game you have no goddamn idea mm. or maybe some idea mm. you have any final thoughts on smash no i can't wait can't wait to give you the business mm. now should we Mm-mm. should we duke it out right away or should we just go into unlocking character mode do what you gotta do I already explained how my Thursday and Friday is shaking out I know you're making me upset I do love and hate at the same time that you're starting off with just the 64 roster like that's fucking badass you have to unlock like 70 characters I love it I better unlock a character for just fucking turning the game on at least in one of the directs Sakurai made it seem like if you just play, you'll slowly just keep unlocking people, mm-hmm. which I'm totally fine with it. I love unlocking characters in fighting games. It's like one of the few things that doesn't really exist anymore. Like you kind of just always have the full roster mm-hmm. unless you want to pay money for the DLC because most fighting games come out like five characters now. I remember in Melee, you had to play you had to play like 20 hours to unlock Mewtwo. Yep. I remember like... Like, to me now, I'm like, that's not a long period of time, but I guess to a person that's, like, trying to bang this shit out, it took forever. Yeah. So, like, well, not I only remember... that, it was like, I mean, Mike, we have limited time of the day. You gotta go to school. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta eat dinner, you gotta go to bed. I remember, like, leaving the game running. Just, like, I, I, I must have either done four AI or I might have done, like, one human player as me. Yeah. I probably did it, I probably did it one way. I probably did it four AI and then realized that it just didn't count and had to do it again. It just, was, like, let, it just let them there play like some, 99 yeah I did stuff like that too yeah fucking rainbow how did you groups. get Roy wasn't Roy a ridiculous amount of stuff too I feel like Roy was kind of easy could you unlock every character through event mode too or no I think you could I think Roy you could get doing something with Marth and I think Marth was relatively easy to unlock something something along those lines I think Marth you unlocked by playing as everybody in the starting lineup okay and then you did something with Marth to unlock Roy. Probably did you like classic or yeah. adventure. Before we go, Mike, we have the promise of five made from scratch non-Echo fighters. Mm-hmm. 
who you don't have to give me five but who, who is mikey's picks like or pick like is there anyone like at this point knowing we're gonna get five more like is there anyone that you're like i hope this is here mm. it's very clear for me gino's top of my list everything yeah. outside of that i'm gravy we're good to go yeah no one i'm really clamoring for i don't think I do think the thought of Mock Rider would have been cool. Mock like, hey, listen, if he shows up, that's fine. Like, I, I've got no problem with him. He's, I mean, it's a great name. The thing with Mock Rider was like, Mock Rider felt like such a Sakurai character to add. Yeah. Like it felt like, like basically, Mock Rider felt like what Piranha Plant is. Mm-hmm. It felt like a. Why would they take a game that has a character from a game that has one entry on the NES, and since then has been not spoken of? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that felt like that was like one of the things with the with the Grinch League that I was like, Mockrider seems like something that Sakurai would do. Like that just seems like something he would do. Um, but anyways, Gino baby. Mike, this episode of the podcast was sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. We were there tonight. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or a Saturday night from 7 to 11, you can make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. They also just opened a second location. But if you didn't come to Salem the last two weeks, you missed it. They're closing down the second location to renovate. It'll be open. ETA. I don't want to say things because there's no certainty yet. But if you keep an eye on their social media, and I'm sure if you keep an eye on ours, we'll also post about it. But the alley, their original spot, will be open from now and beyond when their second location opens. So keep an eye on that. Our second sponsor of the evening. Oh, so my throat is killing me. Not like a sick way, it's just like super dry for some reason. Our second sponsor of the night is Beer Brand. Beer Brand is a premium men's grooming company with products not only for your beard, but also your hair and body. They formulate their products to work with your body's natural chemistry rather than to disguise it or change it. Many competing products are formulated to address a man's insecurities rather than help them embrace their own awesomeness. And Mike, Beer Brand thinks you're awesome. And their products are designed to help you be the man you want to be. Our listeners can head over to beerbrand.com and get a free sample of sea salt spray added to their order. It'll be the best decision you've made all day. If you're looking for suggestions, I use the beard oil and the utility balm, and they smell delicious. My scent of choice, four vices, a little bit of tobacco, a little bit of other things. Smells good. Feels good. (coughs) And as always... You can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassTheController. You can join our Discord, hang out with lovely people in our community and us, and ask us questions, and maybe we'll answer them on the podcast. Who knows? You can also join our Patreon, become a patron. You can find that at patreon.com slash PassTheController. And Mike... I know you got to go to Rhode Island Comic Con tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Should we play some Taiko Drum Master or is it bedtime? 
I can't care. decide. Uh, we'll find out. But thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode, episode 113 of the Pass the Controller podcast. <laughs>